All right, the Boston Bruins are 3-1-0 heading into this week's action. They'll be taking on the Florida Panthers twice this week. They are 6-0-0, and on today's episode, we're going to take a look at the Atlantic Division Power Rankings, and before we do that, I'm going to be joined by Shana Goldman to kind of help discuss what are some key performance indicators that we want to look at prior to, uh, yeah, judging teams especially early on this season so uh let's get into it shall we your locked on bruins your daily podcast on the boston bruins part of the locked on podcast network your team every day All right, what is up, Bruins fans? It's Ian McLaren, and this is the October 26th episode. Like I said, we're going to be joined here in a moment by uh, Shana Goldman to discuss some uh, advanced stats that we need to look at in order to evaluate teams and help put the power rankings in perspective. Before we get to that, just want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I also want to thank everyone for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms. And uh, we are also now on YouTube. So please subscribe, uh, like, uh, give a thumbs up on YouTube. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for your support here on a daily basis. Uh, now, I've been a big fan of Shana's work for for a while. Uh, also, uh, somewhat uh, regularly and probably annoyingly uh, message her for fantasy hockey advice, uh, which I have very much appreciated uh, over the last uh, little bit. And uh, now I just want to bring her on, like I said, to chat about some advanced uh, stats stuff. So uh, thanks so much for, for taking some time to chat. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, first of all, I always like to ask people when they come on the podcast, kind of like their their hockey origin stories. So can you uh, just let us know how you got into hockey uh, to begin with? Yeah. Um, honestly, my parents, they, uh, you know, I grew up on Long Island. I have a Ranger fan as a mom and my dad was an Islander fan and we got to pick and choose. And uh, when they finally wanted us to decide, they came home from a game with three scrunchies. It was two Rangers and an Islander scrunchie. And it was like, oh, take okay. your pick. And uh, I picked the Ranger scrunchie. I jumped at it and never, you know, and I grew up a Ranger fan, but I grew up watching both teams. So I properly knew how to, you know, make fun of Islander fans and then, you know, I started watching everything as I got older. So it's a bit of a bit of a house divided there with Rangers yeah. and uh, Rangers and Islanders. No Devils fans in the in the family, nope. I guess. No, nope. That's that's understandable. Although I've kind <laughs> yeah. of I've come to kind of appreciate the Devils lately. Anyways, they have a pretty fun team with. with yeah, Jack absolutely. Hopefully, he uh, isn't out for too long because I have him in one of my keeper leagues. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's really cool. And and so you're still a Rangers Rangers fan uh, these days? I Not even, honestly. Like, I write oh, about really? the team. Yeah, I I have no – I root for players. You know, right. there's certain matchups. But, like, 
I feel so disconnected from that and I never thought that would happen, but it did. But um no, I just I, I enjoy like I, I like to root for, you know, a different player success. Like everyone wanted to see Henrik Lundqvist win. Mm, you know, wherever yeah. it was or you know, you see a player that you like their game and you want to see it develop and things like that. But that's about it. Yeah, for sure. I found that too. when I was doing like hockey writing full time and like watching all the teams. Yeah. You really start to like appreciate players from individual teams. And even last yeah. year, like as a Bruins fan, I was kind of rooting for the Canadians in the final just because I I love Nick Suzuki from his time in my town in the junior, Cole Caulfield and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I totally relate to that uh, for sure. Now, a lot of your writing is devoted to uh, advanced statistics. And I do uh, every week on the podcast try to do a power rankings in the Atlantic division and focus on not just obviously points and, and win record and stuff like that. Um, I have in the past talked still about Corsi and I don't know if that is maybe outdated is Corsi still still a thing and if it is can you kind of explain to people what uh or why it's why it is still a thing yeah it definitely is still a thing um you know Corsi I think some people have a tougher time grasping or wanting to grasp it because it's not a simple term like shot attempts which Mm -hmm. that's all it is but it's still like a fundamental building block of you know hockey analytics and data and it's so important to look at still because you know we don't have exact possession numbers except for private tracking companies. So we can use it as a proxy for that or just to get an idea of what a team is doing or what a player is doing individually. You mm-hmm. know, it helps to know as much as you can say they were out chanced. You might want to know a player was, you know, out attempting the opponent 11 to two while they were on the ice or that a team is taking 70% of the shots. The thing with it now is you don't want to just stop at Corsi mm-hmm. and you know, there's certain contexts will, Maybe it makes sense to, you know, talk about it. If you're talking about a defenseman shooting and you want to say that he's a frequent shooter, you're not going to just jump into scoring chances off the bat because why would you? You know, they're probably not getting to the net consistently. But if they're just shooting the puck, you know, that's something. But maybe you want to build off it more and now say, what's the team doing while he's on the ice? You know, if Mm -hmm. you have a defender like Ryan Pollock, he's going to shoot the puck a ton. Maybe you now want to look at another stat to see what his on-ice numbers are for scoring chances. And that'll give you a hint if the team's getting tips and deflections or if that's starting something so you still want to use it but it's not the end all be all but it's still you know it's very predictive and um there's different expected goal models out there so of course it helps it you know evens the playing field in a sense so Mm -hmm. if you want something you know is predictive you have that and then you can build up it with expected goal models and that depends on if you know about the model and if you trust it and things like that and like the testing Mm -hmm. on that too yeah so you mentioned expected goals that's kind of Another one that I have been referencing in terms of power rankings and stuff. I don't even know if I fully understand expected goals. I think it's, I think it's like uh, shot quality and high danger chances. Can you kind of explain more what expected goals is actually referring to? Yeah. So shot quality is like the best way to put it. You know, it's like a proxy for that, just as Corsi is for possession. Um, so models look at it and see that every shot is not created equally, which makes sense. You know, you can have 50 shots on goal, but maybe you're kept to the perimeter the whole time. Like it helps to know where those shots are coming from. So they assign a, I'm sorry, a value to every unblocked shot attempt. That's the one big difference too. It's based Mm. on unblocked shots versus Corsi being all shots, but it assigns a value to it. That's based on factors like shot distance from the net angle, what shot type, 
Um, I know some models look at whether it was a rush, was it a rebound, was it a second chance? So if it was, you know, within a certain time span, two shots coming close together, that tells you it's probably a second chance opportunity as well. Mm. So those factors come together to give them, you know, value to it. So now you have that shot quality. And depending on the model, you have shooting talent. Um, I know like evolving hockey does not factor in shooting talent, but money mm. puck has it with and without it. And hockey viz does not account it into the expected goal model, but you can look at a player shooting talent separately too. So that helps, you know, build your view of a player. Right, right, right. So basically, yeah, if we're looking at team success, if a team is has a poor record, but their expected goals is relatively high, then we would expect at some point they would improve or their kind of record would match that. Is that base, the basic idea? Yeah, generally. Like obviously, you know, things like shooting talent and goaltending right. affect everything. And goaltending is a great equalizer in hockey. So – you know, you might be doing everything right, but maybe you just can't put it past a goaltender. But right. generally, if you're doing the right thing and you're out attempting and then out chancing your opponent and mm -hmm. there's reasons to see why you have, you know, like we'll look at expected goal percentage. So it's what share you're taking of it. So that accounts in if you're doing the right things offensively and defensively. And obviously there's more context to it and you have to look into it because sometimes you could have, you know, a lower offensive uh, total, but your defense is so good that your percentage is still going to be solid, but right, still right. you can generally look at that and see if, uh, if a team's not scoring is that number high versus their actual goals percentage. And then try right. to dig a little bit more, you know, okay. is their shooting percentage low is their goaltending. The problem is the opponent's goaltending the problem. There's all different things that you can like dig into from there. Mm -hmm. And that kind of brings us to the last piece that I reference. And again, I don't know if this is outdated or if, if it's still in use, but, but PDO, uh, it's something that I talk about in terms of, yeah, if teams have low save percentages, low shooting percentages at five on five, maybe a sign of some bad luck. And if you look at their expected goals versus that, then you can see where it might kind of balance out. Is that, uh, is PDO still something that has some value to, to look at? Yeah, I think, I think so many stats out there have value, but you need to have the right context and know when right. to use them and not to over rely or under rely on things. So it definitely helps to look at that. You might see a team that's doing again, everything right, but they're just not getting the lucky bounces or everything right. And their goaltending is not helping them. So yeah, it definitely helps to take a glance at that. But I think with any stat like that, it helps to dig deeper. You know, you see that mm -hmm. number and now try to like, you know, pull past what the one number says and, find the factors leading up to it or look at certain games or go back and watch the tape for it. You know, there's so many things to do to learn a little bit more than just like, you know, taking that as the end all be all. But mm. on the other hand, if you just need a quick glimpse, like, yeah, why not? You know, it's right there. It'll help give you a little bit more context on the team. Instead of just looking at one, you combine different numbers to figure out like what's going on. Perfect. Yeah. That, uh, that's very helpful. and makes a lot of sense, I guess. Yeah. Just numbers wise and the eye test, certainly seems like the Florida Panthers are are uh, off to the best start and maybe the the best team early on here in the NHL is that uh do you agree with that do they look do they, they look, look great both ways <laughs> yeah yeah you know their yeah. biggest problem has been goaltending and mm -hmm. while last night wasn't perfect because that first Spencer night was not facing any shots at all um their team that if they can have steady goaltending, they'll have success because they're doing everything else right. And sometimes you literally can't get past that one factor. And at points last year, that was weighing them down. Um, but it seems like 
both contenders are playing well enough. And yeah, yeah, they're a great defensive team. They're so good offensively. They have shooting talent. They have, you know, the building blocks. And I think you can see the tangible effects from Joe Quenville on that team too. Like as they've, you know, improved over these last few seasons. So definitely one of the best teams. Well, uh, Shana, thank you so much for, for taking some time to chat this morning. Where can people find, uh, find you on Twitter and where can people find your, uh, your hockey work this season? Um, so you can find me on Twitter. It's at Hey Shay with three Y's on the Hey and three Y's on the Shay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, and, um, you can find my work. Uh, I have fantasy stories. I think every other week at the athletic, uh, mm-hmm. I have stories about primarily about the Rangers on the athletic as well. And, you can find some stories at McKean's Hockey, and this season you can find a couple stories each week on Sportsnet using SportLogic data from me too. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations on that, Thank by the you. way. That's very cool. All Thank right, you. well, thanks so much, and uh, I'm sure I'll be asking you about some fantasy <laughs> hockey or to come back on the podcast at, at some point down the road as well. So thanks so much, and have a great rest of the day. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. All right. Thanks so much to uh, Shana for, for jumping on. That was a, a great chat and we'll get here into the uh, power rankings here in a moment. But before we do, just want to chat about uh, bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code locked on they have you covered from hockey basketball football baseball uh boxing ufc right down to your favorite vegas casino games again that's promo code locked on to receive a 50 percent welcome bonus at bet online where the game starts and if you're looking for a way to streamline all your tv needs look no further than direct stream it's a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle it brings your live tv and on-demand favorites together like never before which means you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place the best part there's no annual contract so stop waiting and get your tv together with direct stream learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com Again, I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, so whatever podcast app you use, uh, please do hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download, listen, and enjoy. Uh, We're also on YouTube, so please subscribe over there. So with that helpful context from Shana, let's now look at the Atlantic Division Power Rankings. Uh, We'll start from the bottom and work our way up. Uh, There will be no surprise as to who the top team will be based on that conversation. But let's start at the bottom, shall we? Uh, I like to look at point percentage instead of overall points and record because that really shows what teams have done with the uh, amount of games that they've been given to play on the schedule. So starting there, Montreal Canadiens have played six games. They're one and five, uh, and they have a minus 10 goal differential, uh, which is bottom of the division as well. When it comes to some advanced numbers for this team, we look at uh, shot attempt differential. The Canadians rank 13th at 51.61, which which is not bad. Uh, expected goals. The Canadians uh, coming in 
Ooh, very low at 21 minus, uh, sorry, 47.99. Their PDO is at 98.5 as well. So uh, the Canadians really need a boost offensively to get going here. Uh, Cole Caulfield uh, notably has no goals yet this season. So once he gets going, uh, perhaps this team will have a, a better chance. And of course, they're without star goaltender Carey Price. Uh, they're without uh, Shea Weber, so it's expected or not surprising that they have kind of taken a step back. Now, when it comes to the uh, seventh place team, it's a bit of a tough call. The Ottawa Senators have uh, the next lowest record at 2-4-0 for a 3.33 uh, point percentage. Uh, but they have been playing uh, pretty well. And when it comes to expected goals, they rank uh, 13th. So I'm going to put them uh, in sixth this week. Uh, I'm going to put the Toronto Maple Leafs down in seventh. They've played seven games. They're 2-4-1. and one. They have a minus 10 goal differential. Uh, their expected goals ranks 10th in the league but they are just not getting uh, the uh, the offense going as of yet. Their shooting percentage five on five is 5.65, which is uh, 28th out of the league's 32 teams. So yes, they've been bad, but there also is some, some bad luck working against them. Uh, I'm still going to put them in seventh just because it's hilarious to do so. Uh, but you know, I would expect that they would be a bit better. The Tampa Bay Lightning, I'm going to put in fifth. They have a record of two, three, and one. Uh, they also have a minus 10 goal differential. They really do seem to be in trouble uh, based on losing their whole third line of Berkeley Goodrow, Yanni Gord, and Blake Coleman. Uh, their shooting percentage, five on five, is at 4.76. Uh, they have a very low PDO. Uh, their expected goals is at 53.78. So they're getting some chances, some opportunities. They're a top 10 team when it comes to expected goals, but the loss of that third line, as well as Nikita Kucherov, certainly uh, not working in their favor. There's some surprising teams among the top four. Uh, the first is the Detroit Red Wings. They're three, two, and one through their first six games at 583 point percentage, uh, minus one goal differential. Uh, rookies Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sider are really uh, contributing for them. Is it for real? Well, if you look at their expected goals, uh, they are at 55.68 at five on five play, which ranks them at number five in the NHL. And they're not really experiencing a ton of luck either. Their PDO is almost at an even 100 at 996, um, or sorry, 99.6, 7.95 shooting percentage, 91.6. So this team is, is better than people expect. And, and they could be, um, you know, competitive throughout if, um, yeah, these young guys keep contributing, if Tyler Bertuzzi gets vaccinated and plays in every game, um, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, for the time being, Detroit, pretty good. Uh, the Bruins I'm going to put in third. They've only played four games, 3-1-0, and 750-point oh, percentage, plus three goal differential. Uh, their 
PDO is 96.9. So they're getting a bit below expected uh, goal tending. When it comes to expected goals, they're at 56.57, which is uh, third in the NHL at five on five. So, you know, they're getting opportunities. They've had some early injury setbacks here with Nick Foligno. I believe Craig Smith is injured. We'll get to that here in a moment. Uh, but uh, yeah, for the time being, minus that Philadelphia game, they have played uh, pretty well. And uh, the Bruins right now are in third. Uh, their shot attempt differential, I should add, ranks them fourth in the NHL at 54.44. Second in the um, Atlanta, I'm going to put the Buffalo Sabres. They beat the Lightning last night by a score of 5-1. to one. They're 4-1-1 one, one through six games, 750 point percentage, plus eight goal differential. And uh, let's see if their underlying numbers kind of back this up when it comes to shot attempt differential. 51.66, so that's a positive. Expected goals, they are at 54.02, which is seventh in the NHL. Uh, their goaltending may be a bit uh, higher than expected. Dustin Tokarski and Craig Anderson have combined for a 95.17 save percentage at five-on-five -five play. That probably won't last, but... Uh, for the time being, they are are playing pretty well. And then the number one team, without question, is the Florida Panthers. They're 6-0-0, uh, plus 15 goal differential, which I believe is tops in the NHL. And like Shana said, they're uh, solid defensively, offensively, and they're getting good goaltending from Sergei Bobrovsky. I've said many times on the podcast that, you know, if, if Bobrovsky plays at even – uh, league average, this team could be very good, and, and they're getting that right now. So, um, yeah, number one, Florida Panthers. Number eight, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, you can debate in between there, but uh, putting the Bruins in third at the moment behind the Sabres. Uh, but, yeah, I could see them moving up, especially if they beat the Panthers here on Wednesday. That will be a big test for our Boston Bruins. Let me know if you agree or disagree. Hit me up at ENC McLaren or at Locked NHL Bruins uh, to dispute or agree with these power rankings. Now, I mentioned this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto, and with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's almost impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer that they are tied to based on their suppliers. You can choose the brand that you want at the prices you can afford by using rockauto.com and save yourself some time as well. They're a family-owned business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. The Bruins are practicing here this morning. There's a few notable absences. Uh, Nick Foligno. 
Anton Bleed, they missed uh, the last game. Uh, Craig Smith also not participating in practice today. Uh, so we had a first line of Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak, a second line of Hall, Nosik, and Coyle. Then DeBrusque, Howla, and Oscar Steen, who was recalled after a paper transaction yesterday with Frederick, Stanika, and Kuhlman on the fourth line. Uh, Curtis Lazar, a participant in practice as well. He's missed some time with an injury. And then no real changes on the back end. Grizzly McAvoy, Riley Carlo, Forbort Clifton. Now, I, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of putting um, Nosik on the second line. If you're going to shift Coil to the wing, makes more sense to me to put Stanika up there to give him a chance to sign. Nosik has become a favorite of Bruce Cassidy's pretty early here. Uh, he likes what he brings. Stanika, you know, he had an impressive camp uh and preseason but yeah it, i don't know if it really serves him well to place him in a fourth line role uh so yeah we'll see if that holds up in advance of tomorrow night's game against the panthers and uh, on tomorrow's podcast we will update the lineup for sure and, and let you know who will be in and who will be out when it comes to uh, the boston bruins but that's what the lines are looking at in practice here this morning a quick Jack Eichel update. Uh, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman once again discussed his ongoing standoff with the Sabres. Uh, Freeman talked about the possibility of Eichel filing a grievance through the NHLPA if there's no resolution to this impasse soon. And uh, several teams are continuing to engage at times. The Vegas Golden Knights are an option, uh, but he won't be able to help them right now. And they have a lot of injuries already. So I don't know if they'd want to acquire someone just to put him on uh, IR. Seattle Kraken are a team that could make sense, according to Freeman. Uh, haven't heard much there. Uh, he said teams he's wondered about regarding Eichel are the Golden Knights, the Flames, Ducks, Rangers, Avalanche, Hurricanes, Blue Jackets, and our Boston Bruins. But he doesn't get a sense that anybody is close. The Rangers probably out since they acquired or signed, re-signed Mika Zibanejad. Uh, the Minnesota Wild have some um, buyouts to deal with in the near future, which will hamstring them. He looks at the Bruins situation and the Sabres' expensive asking price, wonders if they can do it. The Bruins also don't really have much in the way of uh, cap space uh, to accommodate that $10 million as well. So a bit of a long shot, but... Um, it's uh, still a possibility, I suppose. I think that's pretty much it for um, this episode of Lockdown Boston Bruins. I did want to mention one of my personal favorite non-Bruins this season is Elvis Merzlikens coming in with a great attitude after the tragedy that he witnessed this summer with his uh, teammate and best friend, uh, Kivlenix, who passed away. Um, Matisse Kivlenix, that is, killed in a fireworks accident Apparently on his way to pregame warmups, Merzlikens last night was heckled by a Stars fan, making a negative comment about that tragedy. Um, Merzlikens said he was expecting a shutout because he believes in karma. Some really stupid people in the world, and that was really, really bad what happened in the tunnel. And uh, yeah, if you're close to the ice, don't yell stuff like that. It's disgusting that someone would do that. In the end, he allowed one goal and continues to play uh, very well. I mentioned uh, COVID earlier. 
New Jersey Devils goaltender Mackenzie Blackwood received his first dose. Uh, so he'll get fully vaccinated soon, leaving uh, Bertuzzi as the only player not to do so. Anyways, thank you again to Shana Goldman for joining me today on the podcast. Hope you enjoyed and learned from that conversation. Be back tomorrow to preview a big matchup against the Florida Panthers. And uh, yeah, thank you again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen. Go check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast as your second listen. And uh, I will be back tomorrow with a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.